Welcome to the Acknowledge Your Awareness podcast, where we casually, emphasis on casually, touch on the good and the bad of mental and emotional health. My name is T.Y. And I'm Old Man Jazz. And on today's episode, we'll be telling our own personal stories on mental and emotional health. Thank you for joining us on the IO podcast. Yo. Yo. Perfect. (laughs) All right, now what? (laughs) So, yo, straight off the bat, we'll get straight into the check-in segment. Yep. We'll check in on each other. We'll start with you, brother. How are you going? What's happening with you? What's happening in your world? Um, what happened from last night? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nothing, nothing much to add from yesterday. But I had a buzzy ass dream. Eh? <laughs> it was like um, it wasn't scary. Oh, it was scary, but it was also beautiful. But it was basically war. <laughs> and yeah. I just, I just remember. Me, me and my partner, oh, I forgot to mention that before, but anyway, me and my partner, um, we were living in like a town, a country town, something like that. And we went out shopping and, um, <laughs> this is not really a chicken, are you? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, it, I'm just going, bro, I'm chicken out right now. Um, <laughs> we were out shopping and then like, we saw this truck roll past with all these people like hanging off it and then huge as explosions in the background and then it got really dark like it just turned to nighttime randomly and then there was just heaps of like bombs being dropped and then i woke up and i was like far out I need to go to the toilet Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, dude. Whoa, bro. message bro <laughs> wipe out <laughs> well yeah bro i'm doing good what you smoking on huh <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did I have for dinner last night? Pork. <laughs> that pork was hitting different. Nice, bro. That Aussie pork. <laughs> nah, but good. yeah, Good chicken. <laughs> yeah, bro. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you have to top that one now. You go. <laughs> um, I'm pretty fucking tired today, eh? Yeah. I stayed up all night pretty much just listening to our podcast. <laughs> yo, yo. Was it just excited? Know. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. It's just that it it like happened so quick. It's like I didn't even like do it. <laughs> like you know, it's like oh shit, who recorded me and put it on Spotify? Yeah, quick as yeah. That's the cool thing about this thing. Eh? It's so quick. Yo, and just like I, we didn't really put a lot of planning, or you know, like we yeah, we just fucking did it, bro. <laughs> and it's straight from the phone, like no setup, no yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Just... There was no like hype or anything we just did it and it was on spotify and i don't know i I was just too excited and i yeah quit my job (laughs) 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 i I was meant to stay i told them i'd stay for another like three weeks and yeah last night i was like yeah now nah, i'm leaving oh my gosh <laughs> i want to do some other shit <laughs> or they, i'll be honest bro they just came out of nowhere eh? i was like oh yeah this is the conversation and then oh yeah and i quit my job <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's just nice. How, how i move bro yeah, that's yeah. how i move now as soon as that happened because i woke up today like i was tired as fuck i was like i'm not 
don't work. Like, I don't care that much about $200. Yep. Well, 170 because the government will take whatever <laughs> they take. But, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just how I move now. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Like, as soon as I have that one day where I'm like, yeah, not enjoying this, oh, I'm gone. Like, mm. unless, I, like, it's something, you know, worthwhile. With the weight. Or yeah, the... I might just do that in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First bad day. Oh, nah. <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it anymore. No All right. Yeah, the... I'm gone. Yeah. That's pretty much what I did in all of my life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fair nah, enough, you bro. fucked up. You're not worthy. <laughs> I'm just depressed as, traumatized as, motherfucker. <laughs> Get a dog. Doesn't, doesn't do fetch. Oh well, going back. Going back to the. <laughs> oh, back in the ditch. <laughs> no, shit. I did not say that. <laughs> It was a joke. We joke here. Yes, we have yes, a good we have time. We have a little, little laugh over here. Yeah, we have a silly goose time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. yeah, I almost didn't do this podcast today because I was real tired, but I, I just got off my ass and, uh, yeah, got into gear and the bro jazz was keen. So I was like, okay, fucking do it. Oh, thank you, bro. Thank you for putting putting it up. What? Thank you for pushing yourself to come do this. Yeah, well, it wasn't too much of a push, just a little bit, just because yeah. I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing's wrong. I'm just like, nah. I just want to sit on my ass. Yo, I feel that. <laughs> but um, no, yo, I'll I'll be grateful. Well, I already am grateful that I'm doing it. So yeah, no. Every other than that, everything's pretty good, pretty chill. Yep. Yeah, so the title of this episode is going to be Your Journey, Bro, which was a quote um, or a phrase that we always used on Hamilton Island when I got there. Mm-hmm. All yep. the workers, like, oh, how would they use it? They'd use it for, like, when someone's doing something wrong, but you don't want to, like, tell them that they're doing them wrong. You know, you don't want to see like, it's your journey, bro. Yeah, journey, bro. Yeah, that's a little bit of a... Easter egg <laughs> <laughs> for us, just me and you. <laughs> um, oh, I guess anyone that you with at Hamilton Island, but yeah, yeah. But to summarize what this episode's generally about, being like your journey, bro, sort of like everything that made you who you are today or who we are today, the good and the bad, <clears throat> like our, our own personal stories regarding mental and emotional health, like. The lessons, the losses, the victories, defeats, all of it. Yep. Uh, yeah, so just so people get to know us a little better and so we um yeah, just have a platform to get it out. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's pretty much the theme of today. We're gonna go right. like sort of start from our childhood. Um, we'll make that sort of like the first topic and just see how, like, yeah, how, how was our childhood? How were we? What was our environment like? Um, how did it affect us to who we are today? Shit like that. Yeah. So I may as well just start straight away with you, brother. Okay. Yep. Sweetest. Um, all right. So when I look back on my childhood, I can say that I had, uh, all goods upbringing. It's it's 
neither bad or good. Oh, it's good. It's good. Sorry, hold on. It's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we were we were broke like everyone else was. <laughs> you know, we didn't have much, but we had enough. And you know, both my parents were hard workers. You know, dad would work overtime all the time, working late hours. Mum had bloody three jobs. So they were constantly working. And I just remember one thing I wanted to talk about was um, the house we lived in. So I grew up in Greyland in a shitty house on Crummer Road. <laughs> well, I say shitty, but when I was a kid, I thought it was a mansion. I thought it was dope ass house. <laughs> Big ass, full of people. (laughs) Hey, Until you grew the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's what you do as a kid, eh? You don't really understand. So, I remember, yeah, thinking I had a mean-ass house. It was big, full of people. And I remember the first time I went to uh, one of my white mates' place, and they were kind of (laughs) well-off. And I was like, oh... You don't have floors in your ho- uh, holes in your floor. <laughs> oh, you don't have rats running around the house. What the heck? And it was like a big eye opener. Even as a kid, I understood. I was like, "Oh, this is different. This ain't, this ain't how it is. What the hell's going oh, on here?" <laughs> had a, like this place had like a bloody a pen just for guinea pigs, like a whole section of the house. And I was like, "Hey, <laughs> what's bro. this?" And, um, yeah, I remember one, one time, oh, when I was there, we were playing, like, Tiggy or some shit, and I swore, <laughs> and one of the parents were like, oh, my God, who was that? <laughs> and, of course, I'm the only brown kid there. They didn't want to point that out, but I was like, just, I was like, oh, okay, so that's not something that's normal, like, all the swearing around the house is not normal, <laughs> well, not normal to them. But, yeah, in our house, we swear all the bloody time. That's just common language. <laughs> yeah. You know, fuck has many meanings. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was like a, a, even, yeah, even as a kid, there was a, a moment that I remember because it was like, oh, okay, so this isn't, what my normal is, isn't normal to most people. And, um... Oh, what else do I want to talk about? So, I'm a big guy. <laughs> Pretty big guy. So, food... I, as a kid, food was just, you know, it's just food. You don't really yeah. think about it, you just eat it. As I look back on it, I realized that, like, food was a symbol of hope for my family. Whenever we had money, whenever it was payday, or whenever there was, you know, someone won a little bit of money on the pokies... It was a mean dinner that night. It might yeah. be shit dinners leading up to it, but it was a mean dinner that night. And as a kid, I just was like, yeah, yeah, mean. We're going to have fish and chips tonight. But as I look now, I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's the struggle. <laughs> and that was our one way of treating ourselves. Like we didn't have fucking a fancy house or anything, but we had mean food. And it's not even mean food. It's just fucking takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a yeah, going to a fancy restaurant or anything. But yeah, so food became the symbol of hope or a symbol of success, I guess. 
Yo, yo. <clears throat> so I guess that's where my um relationship with food started. <laughs> and I mean, there was a McDonald's like down the road from the school, or up the road, I should say, just around the corner. I mean, whenever I was running late for school, my mum would stop and get McDonald's for breakfast. <laughs> um, if we were leaving, I'd stay after school, find money in the bloody playground and go up to McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Too easy. Yeah, yeah. The more serious stuff. So, yeah, as a Māori kid, and it's sad, but it's usually true, grew up around domestic violence, you know, uh, swearing, yelling, hitting, all this stuff. Luckily, I was uh, the last of three kids, so I kind of got the least serious part of it. Mm. Like my my brother and my sister, they they dealt with more domestic violence than I did. Right. Yeah, like they got it way worse. So when it came around to me, it was a little bit more mellow, but it still happened occasionally. You know, I, I still got smacked on the hand for doing dumb shit and all that stuff and yelled at. But uh, <laughs> I remember one hiding, <laughs> like one like serious one. Oh. Um. And it was over the dumbest shit, but I can understand. Like, you see, all this stuff happens when we're younger, and you don't really get to think about uh, think about it until you've grown up, and you start to, yeah. you know, you understand the ways of your parents or just understand the ways of the world. Yeah. And yeah, so <laughs> we were watching a movie, and my dad was excited as to watch the movie, <laughs> and I just kept giving it shit. I was like, fuck, this movie's dumb. This movie sucks. <laughs> and then I was like, bro, this movie's whack. And then whack. <laughs> <laughs> Be a fucking remote control throwing over. Like, oh, and it's like the first time I like, yeah, got got the bash. And I, I remember <laughs> I remember standing there like, you know when you were a kid and you'd get angry and you just like kind of like growl to yourself like, but you yeah. don't even do anything you just like stand <laughs> like you're fucking charging up like a super saiyan yeah, yeah i pulled one of those and my, <laughs> my dad just laughed it off uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um yeah i understand now like you know dad just finished work got off work Excited as for this one thing <laughs> this little kid fucking <laughs> nagging him about <laughs> this dumb <laughs> shit <laughs> Heckling in the background. Yeah, bro. Just, yeah, heckling the whole movie. And he's, like, all excited for it. And then it just gets, you know, it was probably a rough day. And it doesn't justify it, but I understand it more. And I'm not as, (laughs) what do you call it, angry about it. Yeah. Just, yeah, just understand it. Um, But, you know, yeah, there was tons of fights in the house. Um, th- now I want to touch on one uh, moment that happened that I think really made me who I was and I like, really um, molded h- how I would be with other people yeah. so yeah money was money was tight with our family so whenever money was gone it was pretty obvious <laughs> And uh, there was, so 
I won't get into the details of what happened, but um, basically my dad attacked my mum for spending some money. And he, he, he asked me, did mum take money out? And I said, yeah. And that's when it started. And I've, for years, I blamed myself for that. You know, like as a kid, I always kept that in the back of my head whenever I said something to him. It's like, no. who can get hurt from this? Um, and I always put it on myself as the reason for it happening. I mean, I talked with them, both of them, uh, as an adult. And, you know, they both told me it's not your fault. That was just, you know, a silly moment. Um, frustrated, all that stuff, and then took it out in the wrong person. And, yeah, I think it made me more empathetic and, like, a bit of a protector. Yeah. Like, I try my hardest to protect people and keep people safe. And I really think it came from that one moment. Not not only that moment, but, like, I can definitely see that as, like, a catalyst for it. And, um, yeah. yeah, so ever, ever since then, I, I tried using humor to calm a situation. I was always the one, like, there'll be someone in the family is fighting, arguing, arguing, and then I'd come out and say a little joke and people start laughing or whatever. Like, it'll, it'll mm. be something silly. Like, I'll just say something to try and calm everyone down. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of... They such a common uh, thing, eh? Using humor. Yeah, so many yeah. people I know that use humor to diffuse shit like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, even though I'm a big guy, I've never used my size in that way. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, I've, I've stepped in between fights before, like, whether that's in my family or outside of my family. Um, and because I'm such a big dude, it just gets in the way. There's <laughs> no point of even trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just, that became my role in the family, I feel. I feel I was just the, the one that was protecting and the one that was keeping things calm. And, um, yeah. But in, in general, I'd say my childhood was was good like i yeah had heaps of family around me i grew up with all my cousins you know there was more freedoms back then too you would you know we were walking around bloody uh, k road as little kids <laughs> you know just mucking yeah. around in the streets and it was all good so it wasn't as um i guess scary for lack of a better word you know yeah. parents are more afraid these days to let their kids go do stuff yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw. I was trying to find a lesson that I learned from my childhood, and I think the only thing I could come up with is that things aren't always the way you perceive it. It's just what your side of it. And there's so mm. many things that you that happen to you or happen to people around you, but you still only know your perspective, and until so you try to reach out to look at all the different perspectives. You know, you won't have a full understanding of anything. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I was a little shit at school, that's all I'm gonna say. No, I wasn't. I was a <laughs> I was a great kid. 
<laughs> Talk shit. I was not a shit. I was a good kid. Quiet is. Oh. See, now that we're talking about it, I just think of stuff off the top. I had bad um, yep. separation anxiety. <laughs> like, uh, I remember you... in primary school, my mum would have to, like, come to school, like, every morning and stay there for ages before I could be, like, comfortable with her leaving. How old were you? Uh, this would have been to, like, five to, I'd say... Uh, for year, year five, so five to maybe eight or seven, it's about. True. It got bad, and when I was five, it got so bad that mum ended up getting a job at the school. <laughs> she was there so long, but it was it was not only my separation anxiety; it was hers as well. Cause um, oh yeah, when I was born, oh. I don't think mum was working at the time. So she was just taking care of me. And we just created yeah. that bond, obviously. And then, yeah, when I started school, it was hard to separate. Because I never went to kindy or anything. Or kohanga. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. That, I guess that's probably why what's happening now, and I'll get into it later, is so significant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'll get into that later. But yeah, I think that's all yeah. I wanted to talk about, bro. If there was, a, if you have any questions, you can shoot them at me. Oh, I think you no, you did a pretty good job at covering quite a lot of shit. Yeah. I know you didn't leave any questions to be asked, really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my childhood, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you were doing, Jesse. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> like, like, oh, good, sorry, bro. You go. <laughs> once we're warriors. If you've seen Once We're Warriors, or if you haven't seen it, go and watch that and you know my childhood. <laughs> That's what I told my Aussie mate on Hamilton Island. He was like, for some reason, he had watched Once We're Warriors. And he was like, yeah, that was fucking crazy. I was like, really? Oh, was, it? <laughs> was it? Did you think that was crazy? <laughs> a movie. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Have you been to the play? <laughs> the opera? <laughs> but yeah, I, I won't go too hard into it. I'll just try and skim through it. Because um, yep. I could go on probably forever about it. Yep. Um. I don't remember a lot of it. I just remember like glimpses. Mm. We moved around a lot. And I went to a lot of different schools. So there's no like, I don't know. I feel like my memory, I don't know whether it's like the trauma of it or just I've got a shit memory, which I do. Yeah. Um, but I remember glimpses, there's vivid glimpses. Some really good. There's And there's nothing like in between. They're either really good or really yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, I'll start with the really good because I probably won't feel like saying the good after I say the bad. True. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So really good. We had like, uh, so I was raised in Kaitaia in New Zealand at the very top of the North Island. We, our family was really tight and we had like amazing Christmases and stuff in my, I was kind of like my nan's favorite child on my dad's side. Yeah. So she spoiled me a lot. 
and never growled me ever, like my whole life. She's never, ever been angry at me, and she's a grumpy old bitch. <laughs> yeah, grumpy old bitch. She's growled every single person she's known, <laughs> except me. Classics. Yo, so I was a bit of a Nana's boy. Um... So at this point in the podcast, the recording got interrupted because a friend was trying to call me. I've only edited out the silence because it was no longer recording my voice, but I kept what happened and I sort of got mad. <laughs> I kept pretty much everything in it except the silence. Fuck, bro. My fucking mate was just trying to call. Oh, I was wondering what was going on. I just stopped talking. Oh, she always does that. She just fucking randomly calls. <laughs> Everyone hates a person. They call yeah, randomly. Yeah, I fucking answer. I don't know why she keeps doing it. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably going to listen to this. I fucking uh, Stop calling, yeah? Yeah, just like... Give me just... a 24-hour notification. Yeah, at least. At the least. <laughs> Let me get mentally ready. God damn. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to this in. What did it yeah. do? Did it cut hey. out? Did I just cut out? Yeah, it cut out just, I think, just before you were starting to get into it. But if she calls back, I'm blocking. <laughs> for, for eternity. That's unforgivable. <laughs> it, it's, it's, see, you're just like that with your friendships, too. <laughs> uh, bad one. It's gone. Oh, fucked up. <laughs> But, um, yo, what else in my childhood was good? Um, um, it wasn't all, like, yeah, yeah, I get you crazy bad. Um, yeah, I just don't remember a lot of it, yeah, 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 like tons of it. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, well. Go to the bad stuff. <laughs> yep. If that's what you gotta do, bro. So. <laughs> hold on to your cheese straps. This is about, about to, to get real. <laughs> about to get real nasty. And I just want to apologize in advance if I'm laughing. It's not not <laughs> mocking anything. <laughs> it's more of a nervous laughter, laughter really. <laughs> Anyway, I'm you like, go, bro. I'm going to edit that out and make it look good. <laughs> but, um, okay, I'll just say the vivid glimpses that I have. Yep. And when I think about these things, I don't, like, you know, get taken back there. I don't feel anyway. I don't, like, shake when I think about it or anything because I, yep. I would think about them. Not always. Like, I used to always. Yo, yo, yo. But, oh, this is, oh, heavy, heavy stuff. I'm ready, bro. Uh, the most vivid memory that I have, I was driving, mum was driving me home from school. I must have been, I might guess would be six. I might have been older, maybe eight or nine, actually. Yeah, eight or nine. Yep. Driving home from school. And I don't remember what she said, but she said dad was mad. And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. And we pulled up to our driveway at the same time he was in a different car and yep he looked mad all right 
<laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Can you just drop me back off at school? I'll just stay there. <laughs> I'll get something. <laughs> and we drove in, and I knew what was going to happen. I just sprinted to my, uh, I think I sprinted to the lounge and covered my head with a pillow. Just shoved the pillow into my ears. Yep. And you can imagine the sounds that I heard. Just like yeah, yeah, yeah. nasty, just head against the wall, screaming, crying, yep. punching, yep. kicking, whatever. Heaps of shit. So there's one vivid memory. Um, I remember I got the belt from dad one time. Yep. Because a mate came over. <laughs> That's like far out. That's a... yeah. <laughs> I feel like he was just looking for any excuse at that point. I think he told me he's not allowed over, but my mate just came over, you know, like oh, not yeah. knowing that he wasn't allowed there. And he came, and I was like, told him to go home yep. or something. And my dad saw him and just got the mean ass belt, yep. like solid ass, real good, ten out of ten. <laughs> it's a good belt. But I recommend hey, it to anyone. Yeah, he gave me good belt. And I turned around. Good job. <laughs> hey, you did, you're really good at that. Oh, why are we laughing? <laughs> you're so good at that. Oh, my gosh. Like, God, where, where, where did you learn that? <laughs> did you go to school? You've been doing your crunches, I see. <laughs> you really know your belt. Is this genuine leather? Was it made for that? <laughs> Because, man, I couldn't do that to save my life. <laughs> I remember mum, like, hugging me after and, like, rubbing, like, she put Vaseline on the whip yeah. on the scars and shit. So there's another nice memory. <laughs> Can I ask you a question about that, bro? Yo. Was your dad the type to ever, like, apologise after the fact? Um, uh, Not. Really? Okay. Not really, no. Not and if he, I remember his one where he did apologize to mum. Yep. And this is uh, this might say why I mean, like why I said not really. And he was young and had his own shit as well. So yeah, yeah. You know he he's changed. I think I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I haven't heard anything back. So must, yeah. Um. So. Um, we're eating dinner. So, oh, bro, this is crazy shit. Eating dinner at our, at our dinner table with the fucking family, with my nan at the table, my auntie, a few aunties, couple uncles, cousins. And, um, I don't know why, but I just remember, I must, I would have been around the same age as well, seven or eight. Yeah. And dad just smacks mom in the mouth in front of everyone, like punch, full on punch. Yeah. And she just, like, covers her mouth, like, puts her head down and walks out. And a few of a couple of us walked out and her tea towel was that she was covering her mouth was, was just covered in blood. Yep. And she just, and her and dad ended up going home and came back and picked me up. I stayed with my nan and came back and picked me up the next day. And, um... Yeah, she had a black eye and shit, and he was like, I'm sorry. Like, when <laughs> she's like, sorry, he was like, you know, like, sorry. <laughs> like, that kind of stuff. Like, it was like, 
like simple as action. Yeah, yeah. I just remember I was sitting in the back driving home the next morning, and I just remember him saying sorry in a real like heartless way. Yeah, a casual, and, casual. Yeah, yeah. that like etched in my memory, and this. So I'm the eldest of five. Yeah. So I definitely saw the worst of it. Yeah. Um, and this is why I don't suffer from that, from what dad did anymore. Not not like consciously anyway. Yeah. Probably mostly because of that, what I saw when he said sorry in that way after doing that type of shit. I was like, oh, I, I know who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, there is no point, you know, like wishing you were any different yeah yeah like that is fucking savage (laughs) yeah you know so i was like okay i I gotta like completely detach because if i wished he was different if i wished all of that was different if i wished he didn't do that type of shit if i wished anything other than what was real that's added on you know yeah added on suffering and and so yeah, that's why to this day I don't, I don't suffer over that. Yeah. Um, because I was just like, oh shit, that's just what it is. <laughs> no, yeah, I, f- I feel that. Like, yeah, you, there's a point a where you just gotta accept that that's that person and just yeah. move on. Because yeah, you it's a endless fight if you keep trying to change them. Yeah, like. I just saw an animal and I was like, like, you know, that you don't try and turn a dog into a monkey. Yeah, yeah you just got to protect yourself. <laughs> and, yeah, or if you, like, what's that story about the snake and the turtle or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> there was something about, a, no, it was a crocodile. So there was a frog trying to get to the other side of a river and he asked the crocodile mm. to go on its back. Yeah. And I think the crocodile ate it. And something else was like, well, it's a crocodile, dumbass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good analogy. I get what you're saying right there. So that's what I saw. And so the reason why I say I don't suffer from that shit anymore um, is because I feel like my sisters do. Yeah. My younger sisters, and they didn't see a lot of um, those times. Yeah. So I just feel like, you know, they're holding on to an image of our dad that I let go of a long time ago. Completely. Like, even at that age, you know, I was like, oh, you know, some fathers, some absent fathers say, you're better off without me. Mm. And damn, that's true. Yeah, Yeah, it is sometimes. (laughs) Like, when they say that, believe them. <laughs> yeah. Like, straight up. Because men be broken, man. Yep. Men be fucking broken. That's why we're here doing what we're doing. And it just keeps going if if there's not the ones yeah. taking care of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or if, if we don't, like, fucking look inside and address that shit that makes us do that fucked up shit, it's just going to carry on to the next one, yeah. to the next one. So, yeah, I think that sort of covers what my childhood was sort of like. Like, it wasn't all like that. It's not to say, like, that 
I hate saying this type of shit, but, you know, it's not like the worst childhood ever. Yeah. I definitely had a lot of highlights as well that I don't really remember. Yeah. <laughs> that says everything, the way the, the fact you don't remember those, but you do remember all these bad ones. It just shows how much of an impact those bad moments yeah. have in creating us who we are. Move on from our childhoods into our teenhood. Yep. Okay, you brother. Yep, see this. I just want to start by saying I can definitely look back on my teenage years and not feel ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) I feel feel like there's a lot of people, if they look back on their teen years, they'd be a little bit embarrassed. But I say that to say I didn't really do much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I, I was lazy and just freaking stuck to myself for the most part um i guess i guess just just cover school really quick um i was a good student but i i I was terrible at applying myself um like i didn't do anything extra you know i wasn't in any teams or anything like that i just did enough to get through like that's that was my goal was just to do enough just pass through um I guess it comes from like a fear of failing. Like I hate the idea that, um, well, I, I hated the idea of failing back then. I don't really care now, <laughs> but yeah, as, as a teen, I was like, well, if I don't try, then I can't really fail. Can I? And I guess there was no, um, obligation. There was no pressure to do well at school. Like, uh, my parents didn't really care about grades. It was just, just school, you know. Yeah. They just wanted me me to be okay. They didn't really care if I was passing anything or anything like that. Yeah. Um. What else can I talk about? Uh, drugs, I guess. Uh, actually, from a young age, I knew I never. Oh, I'm not never, but I knew I wasn't gonna do drugs during my teen years, at least. Yeah. Yeah, just the experience through close ones, I just knew, like, I didn't want that. And, yeah, I remember I was a kid and I was outside and I was digging through, like, the dirt outside our house. Mm. I don't know what I was doing, but I kept pulling out cigarette butts and I was like, this is gross. (laughs) I just remember, like, I just remember the image of me pulling out these butts and just being like, this is yuck. I knew then, like, that age, I'd never smoke and um yeah, I've never smoked a cigarette. <laughs> I'm just imagining my sister listening to this. Um, but yeah, yeah, my experience with drugs in my teen years and my young oh, you know, in childhood was mostly negative uh, negative. That was a bit of a slip up of the words, but <laughs> I know, bro. I even looked at my space just then. What did you say? It's nowhere near the same word. (laughs) Uh, What is it? Fraudulent slip, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, it was all negative. Like the, I saw it in like scummy places and in shitty moments, and you know. 
moments of fear, like in a scary place or whatever, as a kid. Yeah. So I never, it never appealed to me. Yeah. And there's a story. I don't, should I say? It? I'll say it. <laughs> um, with one of my bros, I won't say who it was, but one of my bros, I went over to their place and they, uh, one of so, one of the other mates came over and he had some weed, and they, they all wanted to, you know, smoke it, of course. And my reaction to that was leave. Like I just, I made up some bullshit. I was like, oh, something happened. I have to go. And they were like, oh, okay. Bro, I just didn't want to be in that situation. And I think that moment actually pulled me away from that friend for a little while. And yeah. like, yeah, it's just a part of life that I didn't want to go through because I had already gone through it as a kid and I didn't like it. And What do you mean? Like, what? where did that come from? The What do you mean? Like, knowing that you didn't want... Um, It was the people that... I was seeing experiencing it or going through it and yeah. seeing what it was doing to them. And yeah. yeah, like the moments where I did experience, uh, experience it as a kid, like witnessing people taking stuff or whatever, it was always scary for me or I was worried I was going to get in trouble just being there kind of thing. Yeah. So it created a fear like as in a uh, young age, created a fear of it and then i just you know i never got into a situation where peer pressure came in because i just walk away (laughs) as soon as it came out i just walk away um yeah and it wasn't till a little bit later in my teen years where i just got um comfortable with saying no to someone and being like no i don't want to do it and most people were okay with that yeah um now you in uh, in the little thing that you sent me bro you wanted to talk about losses and um there was two significant losses i had uh, in my teen years um the first was my nephew manaya who was Mm. stillborn uh because of the situation and this is this goes back to the way you perceive stuff yeah um i thought like I knew why it happened and I was blaming people for the reason it happened and all this stuff. And it had to do with drugs and I was blaming, you know, drugs for this loss in the family. And Mm. yeah, it took a while for me to get used to it and accept that it's probably not what I thought. How old were you? 16. I think 16, 15. Something like that. Mm. And that's actually when I started rapping. <laughs> I wrote my first rap um, not too long after Manaya passed. And I, yeah. I wrote a whole I... rap to the roots. Um, oh. What they do, I think it was. <laughs> I'll, just say, I'll just say quickly Yo. for whoever's listening. Jazz is a fucking amazing, talented rapper. Um, I don't say that lightly. I truly, truly mean that. Um, yeah, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for interrupting me. No, no, no I'm joking. Um, yeah, so that that's where I started rapping, and I wrote my a whole verse, a whole song, sorry, and it was called like um, their song, and it was just touching on yeah, like the losses of life, 
it was shit yep. and I don't remember it, but yeah, that's that was the start of everything when it came to that um part of my life. <laughs> no. Um the other loss was my grandfather on my dad's side. Yeah, that one was that was a hard one. I was I think that was a year later maybe. Seventeen no, or eighteen, almost eighteen. Yeah. And um yeah, it sucked because think maybe three years prior or something like that three or three years or so or less maybe a little bit less um my dad had cut off um his dad that he had cut oh. him off out of our lives yeah. and it was over something really simple that like he didn't show up to my sister's wedding right. and he was the only grandparent that didn't show up so my mm. dad just cut him off my dad's like that He's very, um, hold, he holds a grudge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's a pretty good grudge holder. Um, and he's, he's really quick to cut people off, um, you know, for the sake of himself and maybe us. Um, so I didn't get to see my granddad for like, yeah, I'd say two to three years before he passed. And I remember, yeah, yeah I was at school working on my media project, uh, project with the Barakia. <laughs> And my dad was like, I'm coming to pick you up. We got to go to hospital. I was like, oh, okay. And then when I got there, I didn't recognize him. I didn't recognize my grandfather. And I was like, who the hell is this? I honestly thought we were in the wrong room at first. Damn. Yeah, he had changed so much in that little span. Yeah, two to three years, like a completely different looking person. And um, I remember driving home after seeing him pass away, taking his last breath. And I was really angry at my dad because I was like, he had mm -hmm. taken away that. Because I was pretty close to my grandfather before that. Uh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty close to my... He's probably the, the closest grandparent I had at that time. Yeah. Like, I'm not too close with my mum's parents. I'm close yeah. with my dad's. But, um, yeah, there's there's beef there between the families. So... I just get pulled away because of that. Yeah. But yeah, so that situation with my granddad, it, it taught me about grudges and like holding grudges and why it's kind of pointless. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, you lose so much when you hold that pain for so long. Mm. You know, if we had known, like uh, I just try to, Think about, you know, oh, I don't want to get too into it, but like think about what could have happened in those couple of years before he passed. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, um, I heard my mum told me that my two younger sisters were like having a little bit of a drama. Yep. And yeah, I had that same thought in my mind because it doesn't matter who you are life is unpredictable yep. and like people say life is too short blah 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 life is pretty long, <laughs> <laughs> long it is but it's but it could be short yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it could be really short yeah yeah <laughs> but generally it's pretty long um but yeah life is too unpredictable for um, little things like that 
like dramas or you know just little like one event yeah. really when when no real harm is done love should return quickly yeah. to someone that you love because yeah it it'll hurt if if um something happened and you you'll realize oh that was fucking stupid of me yeah. <laughs> and that might be something you'll never get over yeah so yeah that's a little might have been a lesson from your teenhood. Oh, I had one. I had one lesson, and this is to say to young people listening, the 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 yeah. f- real lesson that I take from my teenage years. Because see how I didn't really talk too much about anything <laughs> other than the losses, <laughs> um, is to always try, like just try, bro. You're, you're a teen. You got you don't have as many responsibilities as most people. Well, some teenagers do. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, sort of, um, yeah, like experiment or Just try things. Just give it things. a go. Give shit a go. Yeah, you don't have a lot to lose. Because yeah. that's the probably the one thing I wish that I had done is just try harder. You know, mm. things that I liked. Oh, yeah, I was listening to podcast. I forgot about that. <laughs> What's that? Uh, go, go. In my last year of school, right, it was kind of fucked. I failed, right? I failed that last year. And it's because I was absent all the time. But there was yeah. this one course I went on, an animation course, and I was super stoked. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I remember. Go into it. And it was an opportunity to get a, a scholarship. And I remember yeah. being, like, super passionate about it. I remember taking the program home. Like, we weren't supposed to, but I copied it, took it home, fucking studied it on the on the computer made like a mean as animation and then the the scholarship went to the person with well it seemed like and this is where i think perceiving is different it seemed like it went to the person with the most likes on facebook and i remember i didn't even have facebook at that time and i was like bruh (laughs) it could have been valid like um yeah people really rate Facebook likes. And I think, yeah, that that program was trying to promote their Facebook page that just started. So, yeah. yeah. I just remember feeling so defeated in that moment because I was like, I tried my hardest and then it's just Mm. going to the most popular person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the sad thing is I gave up on it. Like, I didn't want the responsibilities of having a student loan. So, like, yeah. a scholarship to me felt like the only answer. So once that was gone, I just stopped trying. And I think that's where I, the lesson comes in where I should have just kept going. I should have just tried it out because who knows? <laughs> yeah. But who cares now because it's all different. But Yeah, but you can, you can take that yeah. lesson and use it now. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I had a story, but it just slipped oh, my sorry, mind. Bro. Anyway, no, no, it was to do with what you were saying. Um, oh yeah, I was listening to this podcast, and someone, a listener of the podcast, emailed in saying, "Oh, I'm like 21. I'm thinking about doing a career change. Like, and should I do it? Blah blah. This that this yep. that." And the podcast hosts were like, "You're 21. Shut the fuck up and do it." Like. What have you got to lose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, change your career. Like, this is, you know, like, even if you're 50, like, if you're not happy, switch it up. Change it. 
yeah, life ain't that serious. Just do what the fuck. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my teenhood is pretty uh, turbulent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I spent the early years of my teenage years in Kaitai. Mm-hmm. I think I left there when I was about 14. And then spent the rest um, in Auckland. Yep. When I met you at Western Springs. Um, Yo. <laughs> so I'll start with those early years in Kaitai. So I left Kaitai because I was heading down a bad track. Yep. I was just smoking weed all the time, um, fighting. Bloody having unprotected sex yep. at 14. Um, so, yeah, I was just heading in a direction that, you know, you you know where that's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen it a million times. <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over. The pattern. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 um, I got out of there. Shit kind of hit the fan and I got out and moved in with mum in Auckland. Where I thought, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I wasn't living with Mum, so I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, but we moved into this. Oh, so as soon as we, I got into the city, literally, as soon as I drove in, we stopped at a red light, and this car of um, I'm pretty sure they're Islanders, jumped out of the car behind us and started booting our car. Hey, <laughs> I, I was asleep, so I don't actually know what happened. Yeah, yeah. I just woke up and they were like kicking the car, screaming, yelling, and I was like, what the hell? And then the light went green and they ran off and we drove off. Welcome to Auckland. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, what the hell? But, um, you know, like moving from Kaitai to the city, it's it's fancy. Yeah. Um, the city is anyway. Like, mum was staying in an apartment. Um, and yeah, it was just. I just thought, you know, oh, this is way better. Like, I'll have, you know, a, a much better life, which is a little bit true, but not like I thought it would be. Yeah. So, I didn't mum, I didn't, I didn't mum, I didn't know mum was um, smoking meth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, like, from her, I learned, oh, shit, meth is a drug you can hide really well, because I didn't know damn near my whole family was doing it yeah yeah because it doesn't have a smell and unless you're a complete crackhead yeah there's not a ton of symptoms that are easy to spot yeah um so yeah i didn't know that was going on and but after a year maybe of living with mum, she yeah got really hooked on it mm. and just yeah turned into a, a crackhead yeah um you know, or gaunt looking and whatever. The scabs and stuff? Um, I don't know about the scabs. Oh, okay. I just remember her. There's a photo. I can't remember where it is. Probably deleted it. But she just looks like a, you know. Skeleton. Yeah. Like a <laughs> yeah. ghoul. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, when your mum's on crack, <laughs> not a good time. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's your sole parent. And you're 15. Yeah, and our my little sister at the time was living with me, living with us. She was nine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, mum got into a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of drugs. And that left 
you know, left us kids pretty... You to be the parent, pretty much. Yeah, and even, like, all, all the physical stuff that I was doing, like walking my sister to school, like, that's okay, and making the lunches, I used to steal food for us to eat yep. from the shops all the time. Man, I'm good at stealing, bro. <laughs> After those I steal damn near anything, G. I like it. I don't, I've got this poker face when I'm stealing. <laughs> that's the lesson for the teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time I walked out with a, a big bottle of Coke under my jacket. So I was just straight up holding the Coke yep, and I yep. it with my jacket. And one of the ladies walked up to me. She was like, what's underneath your jacket? Like she knew I had something there. Yeah. And I was like, my arm and kept walking. Like, <laughs> let me go. She was like, mom, good answer. <laughs> you so got she's me. probably like, that guy has three arms. <laughs> <laughs> Like, she said nothing. She was just, like, stumped. Like, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't lying. <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, my point was, the physical stuff they had to do, that was all fine. Like, yeah. um, sort of protecting, whatever. But it was the mental shit that caused so much damage during those years. Worrying about my mum dying. Yeah. Worrying about mum, like, you know, just getting sober, like, that whole thing all the time and I'm trying to go to school I'm trying to have a fucking life you know <laughs> like trying to make a life and I've got these worries that responsibilities and yeah yeah, yeah this like I shouldn't be worrying you know a 15 year old shouldn't be worrying about their mum dying or being home or their sister starving or their sister you know being yeah. sad and damaged over that shit I had another sister that was 14 and she was going wild as well. I was worried about her all the time. Like, I just spent my teenage years fucking worrying, Yo, yeah. worrying myself yeah. sick for about my sisters and my mom. Um, so, a lot of my, the damage, the trauma from my childhood was unconscious. Yeah. Like, subconscious. Like, I don't remember and I don't hold a lot of resentment towards the childhood. But that teenage, those teenage years where I was more conscious of what's happening that shit was hard to move past. Yeah. Um, over these past couple of years of healing like that, you know, because I was just more conscious of it. Um, and I remember all of it. And, you know, there was so much shame. Like, when you guys would come over to my house, yep. you knew what mum was doing. Yeah. All the gang member friends walking in and going into the room and shit. Yeah. Um, that meth shit is fuck day. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, like, I just yeah, you, there's a lot I don't know about it. Yeah, but you're right with the not not really seeing any signs. Cause I yeah. have a family member close to me that I experienced that through when I was younger. Yeah, and like seeing them spark up the pipe in front of me, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know, like mm. I can ha- I can somewhat understand the weed or the, the drinking but this one just felt alien bro yeah yeah and as yo. a kid i just like god damn and i didn't expect it i didn't expect it from them because they didn't show any signs either mm. yeah further far out yeah bro you're dead on like it is aliens like an uh, amazing word to use for myth um i remember one time i was 
like it was in the depth in the midst of all that um bullshit going on and I kind of reached almost like a breaking point sort of I don't know I never really did reach a breaking point until in my early 20s but I just remember walking into mum's room and I just started bawling my eyes out to her you know like I was I was just try I was literally just begging her to come out of it of the addiction like I I missed my mum I missed my fucking mum I completely lost her during those years right in front of my eyes and while I was um crying to her and begging her to come out she she was obviously high and I was bawling my eyes out and you can probably you can imagine this she was just staring straight through me like there was no emotion on her face at all she was just looking right at me like I was crying begging her to stop this shit and yeah so that memory is etched in my mind and I think that that point same as my dad when um I sort of let that image of him go and stop wishing he was anything other than he was I think that's when that happened with mum um I kind of I sort of just gave up on her then and I just worried about my sister um and yeah but so yeah that whole household shit was going on throughout like 15 to probably till I was like 19 yeah and but in the later years of my teenage years um I I ended up dropping out of school because I just couldn't I couldn't handle it I was like arguing with teachers because I was just fucking like angry yeah well it makes sense with the life that you were living like going through at the time like school's the uh, last thing you want to do yeah I remember I was in PE and um like nice as teacher she was just like what did she say like get your PE uniforms ready yep or something, and I was just like, why the fuck do we have to wear uniforms? <laughs> like, she like, fucked up, ran. that's it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, just in the middle of class, everyone was like, whoa. <laughs> like, so that kind of shit was happening. I was like, yeah, I can't fucking do it. So I just tried to find work. I moved away from mum and moved in with an ex-girlfriend and her family. And I ended up joining a band. I found a band. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah online and we toured um north island and i was 17 and 18 yep while i was with them so between the band my friends you guys and my cousins those three definitely held me up during those years you know i think without those i'd be in a very different place so yeah throughout all that tough shit even in my childhood i always had these positives that were not like balancing out but just keeping me from falling yeah um and just breaking and losing um and giving in to like the negativity join us on part two the next episode of your journey bro where we close out this topic um jazz and i ended up making 
you know, talking for about two hours today, making two hours content. So I had to cut this episode in half because I didn't want to delete any of the content. Um, so, yeah, join us on the next one uh, where we go into our early 20s up to the present moment and just close it out with the closing segments. And yeah, we'll see you in this part two.